Welcome back, everybody, to the Hattrick ha- Hockey uh, Podcast. We're welcoming to the show a legend uh, in his own right of being a tough man, but not only that, a veteran of 834 games, Mr. Matthew Barnaby. He tallied exactly 300 points and had an, an amassed over his career 2,562 <laughs> penalty minutes. Matthew, how are you? I'm good. I don't know if I'm more a legend in my own mind. That's probably it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> rather than my own right. But thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Man, I've been trying to get you for a while now. Like, I just grew up watching you play. I love the way that you, you know, play the game. I was just, when you were on the ice, it was like, okay, follow Matthew, because something interesting is going to happen here. So, and that's and that's how it always, but man, seriously, love the way you played the game. Thank you. Yeah. No, something always happened, whether it was good or bad. Either mm-hmm. I was uh, getting in a fight, getting beat up, or I was a <laughs> minus. Uh, one of those things was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You grew up a Ottawa boy, right? I did. Yep. Yep. Back home now. Oh, so you're back there now. Right yeah. On. I've been back for about uh, six years. Power of pussy, man. There's. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, I should be. I should be living in Florida or Mexico. Uh, but the power of pussy brought me back to Ottawa. So yeah, <laughs> six years. <laughs> oh my God. I fucking love it. It's hilarious. Go ahead. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, Matthew, the first question I have for you is pertaining to, uh, your first call up when you got that first call up the Buffalo and in two games, you get a goal. Tell us about your first goal. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. I was playing in junior and I got traded right at the trade deadline to my first, junior coach uh they had a really good team in victoriaville went there hoping to win a memorial cup unfortunately uh didn't work out that way and i was upset you know it was my last year in junior i knew i was turning pro thought i was going right to maybe rochester at the end of the year but uh, their head scout larry carrier the guy that drafted me came in and and talked to me after the game and i had tears in my eyes because we lost and my junior career was over uh, but I still didn't sign my contract and just said, you're going to Buffalo. And I was like, what do you fucking mean I'm going to Buffalo? I was like, you mean, you mean Rochester? He's like, no, 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 you're, you're going to Buffalo. I was like, okay. So went in there, still hadn't signed my contract and called my agent. And they negotiated for the next uh, really probably 24 hours, got a deal done. And, and I was playing against my childhood favorite team, the Montreal Canadiens that I grew up watching only a couple hours from Ottawa. So I uh, went in there and, 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 and played against uh, Montreal and uh, then played Philadelphia. I was fortunate enough to get a shift on the power play. And it's amazing when you get out there and you're out there with a guy like Dale Howard, Chuck, God rest his soul, uh, on the line and, and playing some shifts with Pat LaFontaine and Alexander uh, McGillney. It was pretty surreal, but uh, fortunately, you know, got in a fight uh, in my first game against Sean Hill, and then the second game was able to score a goal. So it was just a whirlwind. It was it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was something I'll always remember. You had awesome. to have been nervous as fuck going in for your first, you know, a few games, especially coming right out of junior and then just right up into the show. That had to scare the shit out of you a little bit, no? Yeah, I, I'd say it was more like the warm up in the first game, you're skating around. And it's like, you, there's, there's nothing that prepares you for it. You know, you, you watch it on TV and, you know, Pat LaFontaine is a guy that I watched as a kid, the Montreal Canadians. It's who I grew up watching. And then all of a sudden you're on the same ice and you're like, you're pinching yourself being like, is yeah. this fucking real, man? Like, <laughs> like, 
Like I'm going to wake up stuck to my sheets at some point here really quick. <laughs> and, uh, no, it was, it was very nerve wracking. And it's funny after, after you play a couple games and you kind of settle in and you just like, all right, now what do I have to do to stay here? What do I have to do to impress them? And I just kind of use the same formula that I did in junior. And that's kind of be a shit disturber and stick up for your teammates and work your ass off. Mm -hmm. I love it, man. I love it. That's awesome. So in your tenure with Buffalo, uh, you played with some pretty, pretty great players, as you mentioned, uh, Couple names there: Lafontaine, McGillney, uh, Miroslav Satan, uh, and on the back end, in my opinion, the greatest goaltender of all time, no dispute. What was it like playing in front of a guy like Dominic Hasek, who you know is going to keep the puck out of the net for you? Yeah, we we weren't the best of friends. Listen, I, I I've never hid my my lack of love for Dominic the the person. <laughs> okay. um, just he's just a different bird. But I'll tell you, he's the best goaltender that ever played. And that's coming from a guy that really didn't care much about the guy. But he gave he gave us a chance to win every single night. We had average teams that worked really, really, really hard. But Dominator, man, he was fucking unbelievable. Man, he, he we'd be down 2-1 after the second period of any game during the regular season. And he'd say, give up four or five breakaways, man. I'll stop it. Just go get us a goal. We'd find a way to score. He'd stop five or six breakaways, and we'd win the game. And uh, like I said, Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur, no disrespect to those guys. But uh, having played in front of him for seven years, there's no one better, and no one's ever, ever going to tell me anything otherwise. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Man, you, like, when you fucking played, just, every like, didn't it drive you a little bit nuts that, like, every team you went and like into their barn just every team hated you like it was just your it was just your style of play right that was how you played the game but it was just so i'm sure you had fans and everything beacon at you what barn was the absolute worst to go into for you just the fans the players guys probably drooling over the red line looking at you right like what yeah what team was the worst for that yeah nothing even close philadelphia man <laughs> it's uh it's a, it's a crazy spot. You go there in the playoffs and we, you know, we had great rivalries against them. They had Eric Lindros, obviously the Legion of Doom line, just a tough, tough city, right? Like they, they really um, play to what their fans love. The old Broad Street bullies in the seventies and then in the eighties. And uh, you know, I come in in the nineties and they got the Legion of Doom line and they, they just kind of, gravitate towards that style well i loved it you know i if i'm not getting booed in in a rink i'm not doing my job it means i'm i'm taking the night off so i always judged by how much do the fans hate me if they hate me a lot man i'm 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 doing my job so it was just a tough ring to play in but that's what that that's what makes sports great is mm. is opposing fans and passion and rivalries and there was no bigger rivalry for you know for me when I played in Buffalo because of our rivalry with them and then when I went right to Pittsburgh then it's the battle battle of Pennsylvania mm -hmm. so it just carried through for the first really 10 years of my career uh Philadelphia in general oh my god yeah I can't oh, imagine man. that <laughs> yeah awesome <laughs> oh, I they, they they had quite the force like you oh, said the god. legion of doom there and just large men right hockey was different back then everyone was three four inches taller than nowadays oh, and yeah. 20 pounds heavier and to that to that respect who would you say you had your best tilt with oh wow well in those days in, in that in that barn they had luke richardson on the back end they had daniels they had 
Craig Berube at some point. They had Donald Brashear. Like, they had a plethora. Todd Fedorik. I mean, so many guys. I mean, Todd Fedorik one-punched me in his in one of his first games. I uh, went down, cut me open, got back up. He's like, you want to go again? I'm like, fuck no. Why would I want to go again? <laughs> like, I'm a masochist. I'm not that big a masochist. Um, I, my best fights were against guys relatively my own size and not very often would those guys fight me because the guys I fought were Stu Grimson or Sedano Chara or Darren yeah. McCarty, guys that were, were massive human beings. But, you know, Mike Keane, one of my first fights in the NHL, he was a lefty. Byron Ritchie, um, a gold gloves that just threw hard. I, I had a concussion for like three months after. Never even knew I got hit in the fight. We hit each other that many times and didn't even didn't just goes to the the fact that when you're when you're emotionally invested in the fight you, your adrenaline takes over so i didn't even know i had anything wrong with me i thought i had a little bit of the flu on the way home three months concussion didn't know where i was for for roughly three months My so God. you know wow. then there's the memorable ones that jason doig when you're laughing adam <laughs> while he's fighting, you know playing those off so those are all different parts and different reasons why Darcy Tucker. So mm. some great ones along the way, PJ stock, all guys roughly my same size that were, were really tough, but uh, you know, just so many great ones for different reasons, whether right. it was a tough, tough guy, a big guy, a guy you were laughing mm. at, or just a, a, a toe to toe. Mm -hmm. You used to make Darcy uh, Tucker there when you'd fucking make his eyes pop out of his head every time you played in Toronto again. So I remember him. And the one fight too, where you were like, woo, where you were like yelling during it, like was, was one of my favorite fucking fights that you were ever in just because like the guy announcing the game was like, isn't that just a face that you want to hit and this and that. And fucking, I, I was seriously cracking up watching that freaking highlight. That's good stuff. I, that's the shit that the game still needs, man. Yeah. You know, the, I think we miss the characters in the game and, uh, it's funny. I went to watch a junior game in, in Quebec the other day and I saw a third rounder. I think his name is Samuel Savoy, a uh, real good player drafted by Chicago in the third round. I'm like, man, that kid's old school, man. It, yeah. This kid is a shit disturber, good player, great skater, but he's going to be a pro. And I, I remember I, I texted Chicago right after I go, you got the real deal here. He goes, yeah, he's, he's a mini Barnaby we got right here in <laughs> today's day and age and doesn't have to fight, which is even, even better man i'd love to play in this era where you could be a shit disturber and wouldn't have to answer the bell man would that be fucking great oh. unfortunately for me you had to you had to fight the toughest guys in north america right. when we did it you you were getting your lunch handed to you uh when you when you acted like that so uh mm. yeah it, it's it's certainly something that i relished i loved uh but would have been fun to play these days oh my god i'd love to see you in the game with these twitter days. Oh. With Twitter? Oh, oh you into a town? The guy's oh. wife for the city? How awesome would that be? Oh, the league, the league would be fucking finding you left and right. You wouldn't even be able to make a check if you played in the <laughs> no, league. No, no kidding. Yeah, I, I, I'd be minus. <laughs> you would owe the league just more money yeah. on top of I'm yeah. already in the next year's salary for Fox. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I love it. So you throughout your tenure generally averaged about 30-ish to 40 points, but all of a sudden, what happened in the 97-98 playoffs? You just, you had, you were a point per game. 15 games, seven goals, six assists. Just talk about how you went off in those, those playoff series. 
Yeah, and that whole year I'd asked to get traded. So like there was like I was I was up and down all year, mentally in it, mentally out of it. Because I was I wanted to be traded. Um, uh, they had got rid of Ted Nolan, who I loved. Lindy Ruff came in, so it was it was a tough season. I think I had five goals, twenty assists that whole regular season. And at the end of the year, I was like, they're like, are you buying in? I was like, once the trade deadline went in, I was like, fuck, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm going to play my heart. I'm never not going to give it my all. I'm paid to do a job, but mentally I wasn't in it till after the trade deadline. And once playoffs came, you know, first couple of games, things went right. It was on the power play. And, you know, it was, it was funny. My, my son was just born uh, on May 2nd. I had my hat trick on, on May 10th on mother's day. Um, it was just, it was just a, a, a all worlds aligning. I was in a happy place. Our team was playing well. Uh, we were advancing. We were, we really legitimately thought, I don't know if we legitimately thought we had a shot at winning the Stanley Cup. There was still a team called uh, the Detroit Red Wings that were really, really good. And I think they were just, you know, everyone knew if you ran up against them, you were going to get destroyed. But that it just went it just went well. And the confidence, like anything in life, when you have confidence, uh, you, you can do amazing things. And I had so much confidence. I really believed in every game that I was going to score. But I, I remember waking up the one morning, this is after about, seventh game in the playoffs and I, i'm looking down i'm looking like sergey fedorov steve eiserman adam oates matthew barnaby those are like your <laughs> top four scores it's like sesame street like or or zoom right now like which one of these boxes lights up or which one isn't like the other yeah i shouldn't be in that conversation but it was certainly fun while it lasted but still you go huh see see i can fucking score too <laughs> yeah i wish my contract fight. was up <laughs> see contract year eh? you had to fucking light it up in the playoffs exactly here. smart man smart man um <clears throat> fuck what was i gonna ask you i forgot oh yeah you got to play in madison square garden talk about just playing there like the most famous arena in, in the world and just how like nice it is i know the fans are nuts there and stuff so just you know yeah fill us in on they're, that they're, experience. they're nuts we never made the playoffs i, I wish we had made the playoffs we had a we had a salary our, our salary on our team was i think 91 million back in like 01 like just fucking insane over 22 years ago and it's what the salary cap is now like just <laughs> insane we had lindros making 10 sheets we had burray making 10 we had nedved we had yager at some point we had malakoff brian leach mark messier Theo Fleury making eight and a half. Like we, we had, we had so many great players and didn't, didn't make the playoffs. It's too bad because that rink is unbelievable. It's just nostalgic to be able to walk in and you look along the hallways, going to the, the dressing room, you're seeing like pictures of Elton John and anyone that's ever performed. That is anyone they're, they're, they're sold out shows all along the billboards all the way in. So uh, it was a cool, cool spot. I just wish we had made the playoffs to have, mm-hmm. have lived through what maybe the team in 94 had done. And uh, we didn't have that opportunity. We, we had really uh, too, too many stars, yeah. too many stars. And I, I don't think our, our coaching, fuck, I had about five coaches in two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. There just no cohesiveness, not a, it was probably the, all a bunch of great guys, but not a cohesive team. And no one was on the same page. Everyone was, it was me, 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 
give me my ice time. I should be on this unit instead of teams that I had played for that really battled hard for each other. So great guys just didn't work. And, you know, our goaltending was, was average. We had Mike Dunham, another great guy. Dan Blackburn was a first rounder. Didn't work out. I mean, he was using fucking two blockers at one point. Tough, tough, yeah. tough to win. Tough, tough to make the playoffs when your goalie's wearing two fucking blockers. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, he had the nerve damage. He couldn't catch. Holy so they tried fuck, him with two blockers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Google that shit. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I saw a video about that before. He went down to the AHL and did really well, too, with just two blockers. So Talk about giving up rebounds. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> You better be able to block the puck. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, uh, you cracked 300 PIMS once in a season in your career, uh, in 95-96, What went into that season that you were just maybe a little bit more pissed off, or what, what was happening there? Well, it was early on in my career too, right? So you're trying to, you're trying to prove to Buffalo, because I think anyone coming up, I wasn't the biggest guy. I played at 188, 190 pounds. I played junior at like 165. And I think the big thing, at, at especially in that era, is will he come up and be the same player that he was in junior? Because now you're going from, you know, fighting and, and competing against boys to mm-hmm. men, big men that can really, really hurt you. And that uh, essentially you're trying to take the jobs away from people that that are men. You know, you're 19, 20, 21 years old coming in. I want to say I was 21, 20, probably 22 that year that I had 335. And we also had a really tough team. We, we had, you know, Brad May and Rob Ray and Bob Bugner. So we had a plethora of guys again that, that were willing to do the job. And we looked forward to doing the job. We loved rolling into different places and be like, hey, you got him first period. I'll take him in the second. But I also didn't have to fight the Tony Twists, the Bob Proberts. Cause we had Rob Ray, you know, the George LaRocks, all those guys. So I got to kind of find my niche and fight those guys. And we were not a playoff team that year, but we, we were trying to build our character and really, you know, Ted Nolan had just come in and we were trying to just tell people you, you might beat us, but you're going to be in for a war. Yeah. And that was kind of our mindset every single game. So uh, we didn't make the playoffs, but I think that was the start. That was the building block of what was to come for the next four years uh, within that team. We, we, we were going to play you hard. If you're going to beat us, we were going to kick the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And we went down by two and there's a few minutes left. You better be fucking ready because it's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it served us well. Served us well. Mm-hmm. Great guys, tough team, great coach. And doing it in front of a blue-collar town like Buffalo is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, one of those like one of those teams you guys had there, it was like you might win the battle, but you're going to lose the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those, oh. right? Like oh, you're yeah, gonna yeah. you're gonna leave here with your win, but you're gonna have lumps and bruises when you leave here. So yeah, there's there's, there's gonna be some ice packs on you. I miss hockey sure. like that. Hockey's kind of soft right now to me. Yeah, the old lawsuits, the old the old concussion lawsuits, put a put an end to that. Just like just like the big hits coming across the middle, unsuspecting players in football. Yeah. It's all about mm-hmm. money. It's all about lawyers. They're afraid of the lawsuits, and I understand it. And you know what? I, I don't want to see it go back to the archaic days like us or the eighties. Yeah. It was unsafe some days. You know, it, it really truly was unsafe out there. The elbows that you would take and the slashes you would take. And I love the skill where it is. I just miss some of the characters and the rivalries. You just don't have the rivalries. You don't have Buffalo rolling into Philadelphia or us rolling into to Toronto when they had Baumgartner and Domi and Kiprios. Oh, love those. You days. know, 
I remember one day we can go back and watch that. We, we watched, I think we lost the game to, to, to Toronto in the old Maple Leaf Gardens. We watched the three, five, six fights, whatever it was, all the way back to Buffalo because we bust. It was just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> we just lost the game. We we're like, fuck it. Next time we got them and, and we did pretty well against them. Yeah, man. That's awesome. So I wanted to ask, what's what's the best chirp you've heard, and what's the best one you've given out? Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, well, the the fun the the most fun one I've ever given out is is not even it's not even dirty. It's just it just hurts someone's feelings. You know, Kenny Johnson. I don't remember if you remember Kenny Johnson from the New York Islanders. He was okay. their first rounder. He was an eighteen year old, and he comes by our bench in Long Island, and it's super quiet. And he comes by our bench and he, he had, he had zits all like he had, he had craters. He had like the white shit coming out the top of it. He comes by our bench and I stand up. I'm like, Hey, Kenny. And he looks over, everyone looks over. And I'm like, in North America, we eat the fucking pizza, dude. We don't sleep in it. And he just looked at me and he looked like he wanted to cry. And I was like, I was like, fuck, I hurt his feelings. Like I, like the guy's like crushed. He was like, didn't say a word back and you're like oh man i just just tore this young kid that can barely speak english apart in front of his whole team the uh another couple good ones uh there was a guy johnny larue played in chicago i'm lining up in front of their bench and he yells you're a fucking pussy barney you're a fucking pussy he goes you won't fight him you won't fight him i'm like hey shouldn't you shut your mouth when i fucked your wife up the ass like, <laughs> and I did it. That's, that's the, 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 the truth always hurts. Junior was a great couple of years. So Quebec City was a lot of fun. Just fucking no holds barred, Barney. No I holds mean, barred, said, baby. My God, you're a fucking animal. <laughs> it was great. I love great. it, though. I yeah. love it. And then one time, I, got, I, I, I don't want to say the guy because it, it's, it's pretty bad. But uh, George LaRock comes on the ice because i can't believe you said that i'm like fuck it's true isn't it he's like yeah i know but he goes i have to ask you to fight so the coach had yelled something to me again you're a pussy whatever and i just looked at him i go thank god you're not out here we couldn't play the game he goes fuck you i go you would have snorted the red and the blue lines (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking (laughs) yeah see i love that I, I've always said on this show before that I love the game within the game. And that is the game within yeah. the game because hockey can be very mental too, right? Like yeah. if you're not in it mentally, you're going to cough up pucks. You're going to be gripping your fuck. Like you're, everything's going to be off, but with, that's what I mean. Having a guy like you, you know, all over somebody like that, it's going to essentially like as bad as it is, it's going to help your fucking team. Like, you of know, course. I mean? it, Hey, there's so many, any way you can get an edge. And my whole goal mm-hmm. was, to piss people off enough, you know, Lindros, I talked about his mom and his dad the whole game, <laughs> fucking mommy, daddy, this and that. My whole goal was to get him to fucking two-hand. I'll yeah. take the slash. I'll take the bruise. We'll take the two-minute or the five-minute or I want them to jump me and punch me in the head. And we're scoring the power play. It's all about winning, man. Like, it's yeah. all – it was all – it, it wasn't about anything more than getting them or laying the groundwork, like, in a, in a mm. playoff series, like – Lay the groundwork in game one and two. By game five, they're going fucking wild. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'll take a punch to the head if we're going to get a power play goal, hey, it's it's worth it. It's about winning. Is yep. there anything that anybody ever said to you that like made you laugh? 
The the only one that ever got me was Chris Simon. I, I never knew my dad growing up, so I never met my dad. And I remember saying something about his family or something this about the reservation and something. Oh. What was hey, it's 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 not it's not good now. It's I, yeah. I totally understand it's wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, but everyone said everything. Like like yeah, it was no, no slurs were out there. I was being called like everything, and you can't even imagine what I was being called. And I remember saying something to him. We were going to the box. And he's like, "How's your dad?" Oh, I was like, "Motherfucker, that was good. That's really good." We had the same agent, so I called my agent after the game. I'm like, "Did you tell him anything about like me not knowing my dad?" He's like, "No." I like, "Fuck, got me good. I didn't do anything. No one could ever yell anything at me or say anything that was gonna get me to slash him out." If it was a five nothing game, I'll fucking two hand you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care if you spend me for two games, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to cost the team a penalty because I know what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to work on me. Uh, and anything they'd say, I just laugh it off and I just smile. And and part of my smiling all the time, whether it was in a fight or during a game, was just to piss them off anymore. Any, anytime you get in an argument, like if you ever get in an argument, I don't know if you guys are married or have girlfriends or whatever. No, I'm, I'm married. Yeah. It, <laughs> hey, next time you get in a fight with your wife oh. and she says something and she's yelling at you, just start smiling at her. You want to see her go fucking wild? Oh. <laughs> She'll go fucking wild. Yep. That, it's true. It's just, it you can say a smile and laughing at someone is way worse than saying anything to them. Because mm. it just, it, it's just infuriating. It's just like you're mocking them. Yeah. And that's, that's the best part of the whole thing. I get myself in enough shit, Barney. I don't need your help. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying it just as an experiment. <laughs> oh, Proceed God. with caution, right? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I, I wanted to ask. I obviously a lot of guys, you know, you'll get into riffs on the ice, but off the ice, you can be buddies. And at the end of the day, when you retire, you'll see them around. And but there is there anyone that you maybe had bad blood with, or like completely despised or hated? You know what? I, I'd say Lyle Odeline. I called him Cornelius one time because he looked like uh, the monkey from Planet of the Apes. Um, and, and we hated each other. I probably fought him more than anyone. Anyone. When he was in Columbus, we fought in the fucking tunnel on the way out in an exhibition game. Oh. Uh, ended up fighting Christoph Oluwa like twice during that game. Uh, fought him eight times. I think another when he was with New Jersey. Every game we fought. And we hated each other. And then you retire, and then everyone's like, you know what? You would have fucking loved this guy. You, you, like, you both love your beers. You both can drink 24 without falling over. He's the greatest dude. And then, like, seven, eight years, it was probably like five years ago. He was in Pittsburgh at one point. He retired in Pittsburgh. And their PR guy, Tom McMillan, texts me. He's like, hey, I know you hated this guy, but this guy's not doing well. And uh, like what happened, he got like, he was playing golf and he reached in to get his ball and he had one of those shooting port, uh, uh, shooting fucking cactuses. And he had like $8 million in surgeries and almost died. Yeah. So I'm I like, send me that. his number. And I sent him a text. And I'm like, Hey dude, I know we hate each other when we played, but just want to know I'm thinking about you. I hope you're well. And a couple of months later, he's like, Hey, thanks for the text. And ended up coming on my podcast and coming on and talking great dude just a, a great dude but everyone everyone's playing for the, the 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 emblem on the front the logo on the front the city that they're playing for and the guys and and i always realize like you might hate a guy but he's just doing the same thing that i'm doing for his team that, that's yep. it yep 
I know Ryan Whitney, I believe, was the one that told the story about if you get caught going out for lunch with Lyle Odeline, that lunch usually turned into you're gonna you're gonna have supper there, and then that usually turned into post dinner bar. And he said you would go for lunch with the guy, and you'd get home at like three in the morning, wrecked. That's like that's like Dave Andershot, fucking the man with the wooden leg, hollow leg, man. I remember one time we roll into New Jersey. I'm like, you know what? I've heard a lot of a lot about you. Andy, let, let's we will roll into the fucking uh, what is it the something ribbon or Robin uh, something Robin whatever okay. the fuck restaurant it is, and there's about six of us. I'm like I'm going one for one with them today. Oh. I can drink beer, so we get to like six. I'm like fuck, he's not doesn't drink any more than the rest of us. Seven, all the guys are like just wait. We get to like nine. He's at eleven. I get to like nine and a half. He's at like thirteen. Jeez. I'm at like fourteen. I'm fucking like keeled over at the fucking bar. He's at like 21. Jeez. I'm going back to the hotel. He's like, what do you mean? We're going out for dinner. I'm like, I'm fucking destroyed. <laughs> now we're playing the next morning, the next afternoon. I'm like destroyed. It's only like three 30, four o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm, I'm just sloshed. He's going out for dinner. I see him roll in at like seven o'clock in the morning with his coffee and his paper. I'm like, Holy fuck. You're up early. He's like up early. He goes, Always walk in. You never come in the hotel at one or two in the morning. Just get yourself another room somewhere else and walk in with a coffee. Everyone's going to think like you're the early bird. Smart <laughs> crazy <guy. fucker. laughs> Big brain. That's crazy. Hey, yeah. so which um, city was your favorite to just go out in and have a good time with the boys? Fucking Vancouver, man. Vancouver, Montreal. Vancouver, Montreal. Montreal was just epic. I mean, it's 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 a religion there. The girls are so hot. Strip clubs are amazing there, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God the wife just went to the store. Uh, <laughs> and you. Vancouver, the Roxy. The Roxy, oh. man. The Roxy is the best bar in the NHL. It's it's absolutely insane. I love it. Are you still doing your radio show podcast there? Are you still I, I do. I still do my podcast unfiltered. Yep. Okay. Uh, so still do that. And I work with Bet99. I work for a gambling site. So uh do a lot, a lot of gambling, a lot of a lot of betting. Uh love football. Very sad day now that it's over. Mm-hmm. And I got hammered on the fucking Super Bowl. Fucking Eagles, Jalen Hurts dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, still doing the still doing the podcast and coaching you have a, a little book bit. Too, right? uh, what's that? Don't you have a book out too? I do called Unfiltered. Yes, it came out a, a few months ago. So yeah, it's uh Right it's fun fun it, it, it took me about a year only guy to write a book that hasn't read one so pretty <laughs> pretty impressive <laughs> that is pretty good <laughs> oh i love it, it. Tris. very yeah. easy read when you only got your grade 11 and a half twice <laughs> i i listen lyle or uh, lyle wow holy fuck <laughs> wow sorry i just i was someone's into the od lunches here. over there right. the barnaby yeah <laughs> i was gonna say listen, i'm the one with that... 12 concussions yeah. listen matt give us all your plugs like tell everyone who's yeah. listening where can we find your radio show and everything your book yeah just uh for the podcast unfiltered with matthew barnaby same thing you can go to amazon you can go to my uh website and, and email matthew barnaby uh dot com. uh so that's that's kind of where you can find it amazon jeffrey bezos has that fucking everything man He's got everything. So if you want it, you can always go to Amazon. If you want it signed, you have to go to my website or, or catch me along one of the signings along the way. And 
Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Matt Barnaby three six three six. Those are probably the the easiest way. Are you ever in like Windsor area? Who would ever go to the Windsor area? Well, I'm just saying on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> well, that's where we're from. That's why I, I know. I know. And it's funny <laughs> you say that. My son goes there every summer really? for like a week. He okay. usually goes in for two days, and the boys don't let him leave for a week. So he's really good friends with uh, Reichel and his boys. Oh, uh, yeah. All, all Matt, I think it's Maddox. Maddox, maybe the young yeah. one. Uh, I know Kirby. Kirby's the older one. Uh, but yeah, he usually goes in, and then he's got a bunch of his buddies that he played uh, tier two with Pembroke Lumber Kings. Uh, they're from around uh, up there. So he goes in, oh, yeah, Dad, I'll be back in two or three days. It's always a week later. Uh, a bender and fucking the tinder apps rolling so yeah <laughs> windsor we used to have some good times going across to windsor at the casino when we well, used to play i was, I was gonna say uh, so right. i said yeah just just late nights we yeah. either see uh mccarty there uh or we see him at the later stages uh at the one on i think it was little i think it was caesar's uh that's in detroit or the 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 one in the the, the greek town the yeah, Greek town casino. So, yeah. yeah, it was always casino. And then, what was the name of the bar? The Post. In our in our early days, there was a bar called the Post that all the guys used to go down there after. Funny story. This isn't me. This wasn't me that did it. But um, one of one of our players hooked up with a girl, and uh, as he was taking her clothes off, she had a tattoo with the NHL symbol, and it said it had the NHL symbol, and on it it said share the glory how many guys in the league do you think she took down oh no Tristan doesn't even know what to think about that <laughs> that's a tough one. Oh man yeah. by the way that's like what... mcdonald's over a billion served <laughs> by the <laughs> way when i brought it up to mac about you saying thanks for the 28 fucking zippers there oh yeah immediately started laughing and the first thing he says he's like i love barney that was the first thing he said i'm like well yeah. you love him you fucking split him open for god's sakes he was freaking that was a bad cut eh? yeah i was uh, that's the worst cut i've ever had um tough guy man and i went to colorado well obviously i know the rivalry and mm -hmm. i was probably there probably three weeks and we're playing detroit and i'm like fuck i want to i want to get part of this rivalry and i i I'd never fought dmac before but we had mutual respect i was really appreciated the way that he played. We always tapped each other's pads. Hey man, how you doing? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, Hey, D-Mac, let, let's go. We got to go like rough game was getting rough. And fuck, we were going to toe to toe and he's a lefty and he hit me with a couple of good ones, split me open. He cut my mouth open. I had couldn't eat for like two weeks because of all the cankers in my mouth. And we played them the next night, but I got to respect him. Like he hit me, he saw that I was really, really cut and I wasn't stopping. He's like, Hey Barney, you're leaking oil, man. Like, and all of a sudden it just started gushing, like gushing, mm -hmm. went in between the periods. It was an ESPN game and called my wife and kids. I just wanted my kids to know that I was okay. And I was going to be fine. Came out for the third period with all the zippers, obviously. And then the next day uh, we're playing them in Detroit. And uh, we're even two days later. He's like, Hey, Barnes, are, are we going again? I was like, not a fucking chance. And he's like, all right, good, good. All right, cool. And that was that. He's just, he, just a great dude. He said, he's like, that was probably one of the hardest I've ever like hit somebody. He's like, everything just lined up. He said it was the perfect punch. He said, yeah, no, he, he hit me. And he's like, and then the like couple nights later, he's like, how the fuck didn't you go down? He goes, I hit you hard. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I go, I go, I go, I can be honest. I said, the punch didn't even hurt. 
like I, I didn't feel the punch. Yeah. I just split my face open. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and a I man. see a reminder every time I do my hair in the morning. <laughs> um, well, I, I did want to ask, um, as it comes to like managerial or coaching, uh, being a part of that staff, would you ever consider getting back into it? Because I know uh, a few years ago you uh, partook in being an assistant coach for the Rangers. Would you ever mm-hmm. consider getting back into that or? No, 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 that's done. It was fun. I, I did it because Jay McKee, one of my best friends, was the head coach and asked if I was in. I said, yeah, I'd love to. I was kind of in a transition. I was doing a radio show and I was like, no, I'd like to I'd like to go with you. If it wasn't him, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but no, riding, riding the buses. Uh, no, I really I love my I'm going to Mexico on Monday, man. I'm going to uh, I'm going to Mexico. Uh, I'm going on a cruise. Uh, through Greece and Italy the month after. I go down to Florida to play golf with my son who plays in the Orlando Solar Bears uh, organization. So, no, I I really like working for Bet99. I like being home every day, uh, coaching at that level and riding a bus. Not a chance. Yeah. Look at you, though, struggling, eh? Fucking Mexico, cruise, golf in Florida. I married up. I married up. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good, good for you, man. Um, Tristan, do you have do you have anything else for him? No, I'm tapped. Cut him loose. Okay. Just that it was uh, a pleasure getting to meet you, Mr. Barnaby, and uh, I wish you well in your endeavors in life. Uh, enjoy that cruise. Yeah, uh, I will. And, I will. Uh, yeah, me, me and the wife are both turning fifty this year, so we, uh, we we've never we've never been to Italy or Greece, so this is going to be a two week cruise. A lot of booze. Dude, definitely getting the booze package, boys. <laughs> oh yeah, there you, you go. got it. All all inclusive. Yeah, jumper right, right, right down the fucking hatch, just like that. Bam, gone. Yeah, man. Seriously, this has been awesome. Maybe next time when you have uh, a little more, little more time here, we can dig further in and everything and uh, shoot the shit. This has been fantastic, man. Thank yes. you so much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, reach out again. I'll definitely come out. Keep up the awesome work, guys, and. uh We'll talk soon. We'll dive in even a little deeper. Uh, oh, I'd love to. Stories on the yep. and, and one sure. last one last thing I wanted to say is that's a beautiful watch you got on. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm big into style, and that's that's a nice watch. <laughs> I love watches. I love watches, man. You love it. Fucking All right. All right. Cheers, thank you, guys. Matthew. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Nice to meet you.